for my mic test, uh, I'm working on a song, and I just wanted to sing it to y'all. Okay. All right. Okay. I see Corey Taylor, Rivers Cuomo, too. <laughs> they could have played songs from Weezer's debut, Blue. And I cry to myself. We'll never know a Sleezer tour. I'm so glad yeah, I was I recording. I cry to myself. <laughs> We will never see a Sleezer tour. Hello, once again, from your pals here at We Like Bad Music Only, the podcast where we look at the month that was in music, and we blabber about it for a little while. Good hour or two. You're here for a good time. Today's episode is for July of 2022, and joining me as always is the party time lawyer, Taylor. Yo. How's party land treating you over there? Oh, it's the party is a little too hearty. Oh no! It's like, are you? Is that like, and even Andrew WK is tapping out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Andrew WK needs a nap and some Alka Seltzer. Damn, party makes him farty. He needs to take an acid so he can keep on partying. <laughs> it's certainly not for hangovers because I'm pretty sure Andrew WK doesn't drink. No, nah, he's straight edge. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I never get hungover no matter how much I drink, and I think that's probably a blessing. What I a only or to have. It is. It, I, 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 I rarely get hungover. I got hungover once, and it was the first time I binged the fuck out of vodka. It was a New Year's Eve. I think it was mm-hmm. like New Year's Eve 99 or so. Oops. I might let hell, everybody... hell of a year. Hell of a year. Let everybody know Without that was... An... We thought that was the end right there. That was it. That was going to be the end. But yeah, cruising on mm. in, it was just like, oh, yeah. Well, I woke up the next morning thinking it was the end because I, I had the <laughs> headache. Oh, boy, mm. did I have the headache. Uh, it was rough. The worst hangover I ever had was post-concert in 2014. Oh. Just, just, just a really bad one. Oh, it was, I mean, the concert was, the concert was fun enough, but, oh, but, oh boy, did we go overboard. Yeah, this is, thankfully that's only ever happened to me once, and, like, I can, I can drink, like, 12 shots or something and just wake up the next morning, just like, oh, I just need to drink a water. I need to drink a water. I'm so jealous right now. (laughs) I've had so many hangovers in my life. Oh, man, that was... Yeah, I'm glad I know. Ne- like my dad, when he would want to get over a hangover, like he would just wake up, slam a raw egg, and just be over it. Like, a, a, uh, yeah, Tabasco sauce, or yeah, Tabasco sauce, and yeah. a and, and a raw egg. Chug that down, boom. He was like bright as rain in like five minutes. I found cold showers worked. Mm. I heard like a, just just go in there, just a real cold shower that like I don't know, really took the edge off. Yeah, but it's pain. But then you're in pain. In another way, too. So. Oh, yeah. Sausage and peppers. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> just have yourself a whole breakfast. <laughs> Bring the whole yeah, breakfast gang do, around. Do like a whole English fry up. Yeah, why not? That'll get you, that'll get you right as rain. That'll get you right Angles as rain. Angles in the mash. Yeah! 
And of course, joining us as well, if, if he's sent to hell, no, he's there to slay the beast. It's time for some psychic heist dripping. Hell yeah. 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 What it be doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk with y'all today because uh, July was a great month. July for was me. pretty good. Yeah. Like I don't know that. Like I don't know that a lot. I, I had a lot of albums on my list, but 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 the ones that I liked are really just fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 It was fire for me. Uh, like I had a good, good handful of albums that I love. Mm, and, and our picks this month are obviously like going to be top choice as well. So mm-hmm. everybody got those this to look the, forward to. This is the punk rock edition of the album listening. Yeah, club. we 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 ended up <laughs> like yeah, like if you if you like you some 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 punky kind of bangers, if you came here for the punk rock ethos, well, we're gonna review Green Day's Dookie. All right, one of the best albums <laughs> of all time. Who's with me? It it's, is. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that album's pretty fucking spotless, I think. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't think of a negative thing I would say about that album. All okay. right, and we'll catch you next time. Remember to listen to more Death Grips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, yeah, July was pretty damn good music wise. So why don't we start running down some releases that we each listened to? Psychic Heist, you usually always have the biggest grab bag of things. So we'll start with you, of course. All right. Um, let's see. Let's start out small. Uh, there's this album from this group called The A's, mm-hmm. and it's a duo, uh, two lovely ladies. Um, and it basically the album's called Fruit. Uh, it's it's cover of it's covers of old folk and cowboy songs, and they're just kind of giving you lovely vocal duets, and it's very charming and it brings a really nice it's just a nice warm energy about the album and it's just one of those albums that you get the impression these are two really great friends they're carefree and they're just having a blast just hanging out with each other and making music um so really enjoyed it um yeah if anyone's looking for i guess good npr music there <laughs> you out, go yeah check like, out check out the check out the a's fruit um uh, it's it definitely leaves me with a big smile on my face that's good let's be in a good mood how about you taylor one album that just missed the boat but that i did like when i listened to it is an album called prime well actually hold on i think the uh Oh, no, I was right. The album is called Primordial, and the artist is Telekinetic Yeti. I like this. This album was fun. I listened to this, yeah. Yeah, if you like thick, dirty, sludgy kind of stoner doom metal, it's a fine example of the genre. Yeah. Wondering if Taylor was surprised. Poke Wizard. Uh, Oh, God, yeah, Ancient Nug. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm wondering if Taylor was like surprised at all that I was the one that kind of floated that out there first. <laughs> a little bit because it's not your usual style of heavy music. Yeah, like like I I it came up on Spotify um as a recommended, and I was like, I'll toss that on. Sure, I love the song titles, so why not? 
Uh, and oftentimes that can be a real good way in. But yeah, like the album's just super solid, just nice yeah. and goopy. I love the mix on it. Listening to that, uh, like I listened to it a number of times in headphones because I just those guitar those guitar tones are mm. so fucking juicy. Love it. That's my jam. Yeah, that's my yeah, jam. It's a, it's a two piece band, so the guitar yeah. is tuned down to drop Q. <laughs> drop Q, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a solid, solid record. Um. I liked the new Black MIDI album, Hellfire. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is, this was almost my pick this month. Um, I like this album a whole lot. I think the only thing that pulled me out, pulls me out of that record is that there's a there's there, there's a there's like a five there's a five minute track and a seven minute track that are right next to one another and they're both kind of have real lull moments in them mm. and they kind of drag yeah. a little bit but overall i like hellfire more than i did cavalcade uh last year so i respect that um i like first of all i love what black mini is doing mm-hmm. i think they're they are just one of the best bands out there right now yeah. I like just for creating like really colorful exciting mind-bending kind of experiences yeah um and they're just so fucking good as musicians yeah it's It's, ridiculous and they're babies they're like in early 20s yeah they're just like fresh (laughs) fresh out of music school and they're just already Mm -hmm. this incredible yeah yeah uh and i've always felt like black midi like you know the movie gremlins Mm mm-hmm like at the end of the movie Gremlins, they're all like they're all in the bar and they're smoking and they're drinking <laughs> and playing poker and they're like trashing the place up yep. and stuff. Uh, just like chaotic mischievousness. Yeah, that, that's that's how I feel about Black Midi, except they're Gremlins in the recording studio. Yeah, like the way they the way they approach a composition or a song. It yeah. just it just has that kind of chaotic cheekiness about it. And they're smarter than me, and they know it, and they kind of rub me in my rub it in my face a little bit. Um. They apparently, yeah, I, ha- they apparently did some work with Steve Albini uh, for oh, this cool. record, but I think that it was only like for a certain version of the album or something. I, I didn't really get into it. I just didn't really do my research. The Albini cut. Yeah, huh. like I think that there's an Albini cut of this album uh, or there are there is an Albini cut of tracks from this album. I just I just kind of saw that floating around and never really followed mm-hmm. up on it. And I was like, wait, yeah. Steve Albini is my favorite producer. I want to mm-hmm. hear that. <laughs> That'd be great, because uh, all I really know about the recording process on this is that it was 13 days. Yeah. They did 13 days on yeah, it, which is knocked it out. really crazy. Um, I I think we're on the same page, though. I, I do find the first four songs of this album, like, I vibe with it 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when we get to that song, Still. Still, where yeah. It just it brings the vibe down for me, yeah. and it loses me, and the album just never really recaptures it fully. And I think that's because they have, they switched the vocalists up. They have Cameron Picton singing. Yeah. And his vocals are very airy. And in the way it comes off to me, it's just not engaging enough. Yeah. Um, I get that. Um, and it's, and it's actually a, across the board. I think the quieter moments on it, don't work as well as they yeah. did on Cavalcade. Like Cavalcade, I, I can definitely agree that there's so much about Hellfire that is better than Cavalcade, but mm-hmm. actually I think the, 
the quieter moments on yeah. Cavalcade are a lot better. I will absolutely give the the quieter moments to Cavalcade. Uh, but I think at this yeah. album, like w- when you hit uh, dangerously liaisons, the defense, mm-hmm. and twenty seven questions, it la- it sticks to landing at least. It doesn't yeah, like yeah, it doesn't sputter yeah. out. Like it sticks to mm-hmm. landing. That la- those last three tracks are incredible. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, and no, I would still would recommend this album um, yeah. highly. Um, it's definitely. I think I'm going to see see it on a lot of best of lists. Oh, I do not doubt it. Like this is one of those. Yeah. Like I've already got like earmarked. I'm going to be seeing that on a lot of end of the year lists. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, and deservedly, yeah. it's a really damn good album. Yeah, definitely. What else you got? All right. So uh, since we're kind of in the jazz, rock, mm-hmm. mind bending, avant garde genre a little bit. I'm going to go all the way in and talk about Imperial Triumphant's Spirit of Ecstasy. I had a feeling this uh, one was going to be here. <laughs> this is not an album for... This album is not for everybody. No. <laughs> this album is playing by its own rules. You've got to let down any guards you have going into it, and you just got to let it take you wherever the hell it wants to go. <laughs> yeah. It's incredibly dense. It is it is playing on rules I can't even articulate well. Yeah. Um because it's I will say with multiple listens, like the jazz structure gets more apparent to me and I can kind of I can see, oh, we do have a clear sort of path here, even if it's kind of oddly connected, it does sort of round itself out at the end, but you gotta put some work into it, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um I would say this this album is almost like the equivalent of if you've ever done too many drugs in your life. Like <laughs> Been there. And it's and 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 then, you know, um it really had this feeling because I listened to Black Midi and I was like, wow, that that really kind of scrambled my brains, you know, a little bit. And Imperial Triumphant was like, hold my beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is an album that I have. It's an album that I have scratched the surface with, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know that my brain's smart enough to go there yet. I think I'm going to go ahead and go back to the Black Midi album for now. I will give a shout out, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Kenny G's on this album. Yep. And will melt your fucking face. I'm so (laughs) fucking stoked about that. Oh, it makes me so happy. It's Uh, super cool. collaboration since... uh, Chad Kroger was on the Devin on the, Townsend yeah, the album. Yeah, the Devin Townsend yeah. album, giving yeah, like that, death metal screams. Like that's so good. Yeah, it's that <laughs> same. It's that same kind of vibe. All right, what else? Um, More mother. Oh had yeah, that was like that only. O- that was my only other pick for the well, month. I just, I just oh. talked. You go first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think okay, you got it. All right. All right, uh, Jazz Codes, mm-hmm. we've talked about more Mother before yeah. on this um, cast yep. for fans. Yep. Um, and Jazz Codes is just another continuation of what more Mother does and does well. Um, this one, I will say, is gorgeously produced. Oh, it's, it's so lavish. Mm. Yes, it is gorgeous. Yeah. Wonderful on headphones. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Please give yeah. this give this like like that production along with her commanding voice and cadence is so powerful in the headphone experience. Yeah. And it just it 
it creates a very it's just very dreamlike mm-hmm. mystical uh poetic stream of consciousness kind of headspace it yeah. can be very trippy it ends very well oh, it ends on a really strong note yeah. um yeah so i just again love love more mother love what she's doing mm-hmm. and you know has Jazz she missed it all? Like, I cannot think of anything that I've listened to by her that I was like, no. eh, that was mid. Like, nothing no. at all. Not yet. And and I feel like, like even her more difficult album, she had an album last year, the, yeah. oh, I forget the title um, of it. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, e- e- even though I don't go, I think it was like the Encyclopedia of Black Yeah, Encyclopedia, yeah, yeah. Or something like yeah, that. that, if I that, that, that album, up, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it was like, I just wasn't in the right mood for that album. I think, yeah. but, but but I know that it's not bad. Yeah, it's a good it's a good production, and it's got a it's got good themes about it. And yeah. But that's the thing about More Mother is, uh, it, it I think it I guess there is kind of this headspace to be in. Yeah, uh, when listening to More Mother, but still incredible, and especially for all the output that we've gotten lately yeah. from More Mother, we and she's eaten. still yeah yeah, and performing at a real high peak here. Yeah. So. Yeah, really good stuff. Taylor, was there anything you got into? Yeah, there was one more mm-hmm. for the month of July anyway. Uh, so the Singaporean grindcore outfit Worm Rot had a new album out called oh, yeah. Piss, <laughs> which is uh, 21 songs in 33 minutes. Uh, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> so, hey, you know, if you like grindcore, Worm are really good, and it's been like fucking eight years or some shit since they released an album. How'd it take them eight years to put together twenty three minutes of music? <laughs> I gave this a spin. I I haven't followed up on it, so I don't have much to add. But I I did listen to it. I liked it, <laughs> but I just don't have more um, more to add. But uh, yeah, good. It's it's gr- of of all of the. Well, okay, I guess there's a few styles of music that are like this, but grindcore is one of those most take-it-or-leave-it kind of oh, styles. Yeah. Either you dig that or you don't. I feel like I'm learning about it more and more, especially through YouTube, um, and and just how it. if it's not a grindcore album, there is grindcore influence yeah. in, in music y'all like. So it... It it you know it's it is appealing to be uh, I'm getting more and more on board with it. So I like uh, I, I did like out, the album. I mean, if you anybody I would introduce to grindcore, I would probably say just go listen to Prowler in the Yard and Terrifier by Pig Destroyer. Yeah, Pig Destroyer is definitely yeah a good like touch point or touchstone if you want to get into something like that. Ooh, Napalm good. Death as well. Napalm, yeah, Napalm Death, yeah. Incidentally, both bands that still put on a pretty damn good live show well into their rickety old age. You'll love to hear it. <laughs> um, I got nothing else. So if you like, hey, the floor um, is yours if you want to lightning round it. Or what about Jack White, Polly? Okay, Jack White. Yeah. Okay. I li- <laughs> After okay, entering heaven alive is like an album that I was looking forward to because I was really, really jazzed on fear of the dawn. That album 
still getting play from me. I love it to pieces. So, you know, I like it. And I had a whole thing about how I hate Jack White's soul music. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so basically, like after he releases the very interesting experimental album where he's clearly operating at a creative peak, he's using the the, the, he's using uh, he's using the studio as an instrument in that album. And it's just like it's just wildly fun and adventurous. And then he just kind of puts out a, a fucking Jack White album after that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. There are a couple songs on it that I do like, and I just like I yeah. just like I I I find find a way to fit them into you know the 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 uh, Fear of the Dawn playlist, and then we'll just say okay, there oh. that's a there you go. That, yeah, that album got a couple more tracks. All right, but yeah, most yeah. of this is just a lot of okay. We're just gonna do the acoustic ballad thing now. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's Oh, there is, it's I very love lady. it's very love lorn yeah. and just oh yeah um you know speaking as a as a big jack white fan i've always i've always kind of felt like his ballad writing has always been 50 50 and yeah. that even dates even dates back to white stripes yeah for sure records um and i think i just have that's how i feel about this this new one i'm just 50 50 on it i uh you know there are some weird production choices mm-hmm. without within it. Yeah, there uh, are. There, and then there's there, there's you know there's just a little more subtle and laid back. But um, yeah, it's just very straightforward acoustic piano mid tempo stuff. Yeah. So um, um, you know, Joey Badass put out a new album. Maybe. Okay, I didn't listen to this. I I listened to it a couple times and it just really didn't land. Um, mm. That and all, there's also a Chris Brown feature on it, so just kind of okay, That's, yeah, that track's never yeah. getting played. Okay, they just rip that out of the playlist. Sure, uh, yeah, it's a follow up to his original mixtape 1999, which is one of the most incredible like hip hop uh, mixtapes to come out in in the 2010s. Like it's just so ridiculously stacked and good. And then he follows that up with you know All American Badass and uh, Before the Money. Uh, and you know, and then this is just kind of like a follow up to that. Really, kind of, I, I find when artists kind of do that, like it's going to be like you—you you have a real big chance of just dropping the ball. Like when albums make a sequel album, like Operation Mind Crime Two. Who asked for that? <laughs> Mr. Tate, please put it back. We don't want it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Like, it's got good tracks on it. Like, like Eulogy is incredible, is an incredibly, um, it's an incredibly uh, revealing track where he talks very openly, uh, about a lot of the stuff that he's gone through. Survivor's Guilt, very, very strong, uh, concerning. Yeah, I heard that yeah, one. That I one's, hear that song. That's a good song. That one's real heavy if you know what happened there. And even if you don't, like, he, he, he gets it across very well. Like, I, I mean, this I would definitely be giving this more spins because I do like Joey Badass. He is an incredible uh, artist, so it's just I don't know. The album just never latched on to me in the same way that all of his previous work has. Just like the first time I listened to it, it's like yeah, that's staying on the rotation for a while. Um, I've only listened to two thousand maybe two or three times though, and yeah. Okay, there back. wasn't there there was an album that made the pain list uh oh oh the pain list is back everybody here we go oh no <laughs> oh no 
what a we... little pre a little bit of a prelude to this one okay uh and of course it always goes back to weezer <laughs> of um, course so many fans and critics they'll look at weezer's make-believe as this point in which <laughs> weezer's career like as the point they ran out of patience with the band yeah. and this extended grace period of good faith <laughs> that Weezer was riding on because of Blue Album and Pinkerton, it just came to a hard end because Make Believe was like the Emperor isn't wearing any clothes yeah. um, for Weezer. And it just revealed they made a painfully boring album. Um, ironically, the album that brought me pain also has the words Make Believe in its title. Uh-oh. It comes from Interpol. Oh, the name of- God, yeah! I heard this was crap. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's very bad. Uh, and the, the name of it is The Other Side of Make Believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's another emperor isn't wearing any clothes, huh? Oh, um, no. <laughs> but in some ways, I think this is worse than Weezer's because Interpol has been getting a pass for a long time. It feels like oh yeah, just riding on the coattails of Turn on the Bright Lights. Oh yeah, for sure. For, for, for almost twenty years now. Yeah, like that, that that album's gonna turn twenty August twentieth. Yeah, it's like, kind of like, like Nas gets gets a pass for Illmatic, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. most of his discography is kind of mid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like Interpol was a, a huge part of my life as a teenager. Um, and it, like, even for a couple of years there, I would even say, if you talk to me during those years, I'd be like, this is my favorite band, uh, because mm-hmm. of like, turn on the bright eye yeah. lights. And I also like antics. Um, but they've always really struggled to progress from those albums. Uh, they, they tried going for like a bigger sound mm-hmm. on a major label. That was a mess. Uh, and then they decided they would retreat, go back to their old original label, which is Matador, I believe, mm. and try to recapture uh, the magic of Turn On The Bright Lights. Oh. And they've just been stuck in that rut. Yeah, failure was the same way. Trying to yeah. recapture Fantastic Planet. They just spent mm. so many years trying to do that same thing, and it never worked. Right. And for Interpol, it's just this this well is dry. Oh, God. Um, it is so checked out, <laughs> so comatose, God, <laughs> so numb. <laughs> this isn't a bad. This is a. This is this album is bad because it has this. Oh, we got to fulfill our contract and give you an album because oh. it's been every couple of years. Here's some songs. <laughs> Oof. Art as an obligation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the best kind of music. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I like my when I listened to this, I had that you know like feeling of like, geez, how much longer is this album? How much oh, longer do I got to go through? That's always the worst feeling. And I checked the runtime, and I realized that I was only halfway through the second <gasps> song. Oh my god! <laughs> Real it's, early you know, in an good. album to be having that sentiment. <laughs> How long is this again? <laughs> this album, oh, it's probably it's. I think it's almost twelve songs. So it's it's around the forty some minute Ooh. mark. Like it's painfully boring. 
I will throw it one bone. There was like one, two. No, I don't know the title, and I don't. I'm not motivated enough to go back to it. <laughs> but there was one song I was like, "Well, this kind of grooves." Yeah. Um, but I'll say overall, so far this year, this is the worst album I have listened to. Just on this, just on the principle of this once dynamic talent. Yeah. Have just let their songwriting go stale, and they're just squandered just squat and it just makes me sad it's just did you ever hear the uh the the side project paul banks did with rizza banks and yes. steels that, that was, was fun that was, that was super fun, fun. we I, we actually like mm-hmm. i remember finding out about that one because we we did uh an album of the year thing and we like our mm-hmm. other hosts that was beepers that was yeah beepers. Beepner. That was, i remember that yeah mm-hmm. like and i was like wait a minute that's a thing i remember i like like reading the description of that, I was like, wait, this is a fucking thing. Why didn't I know about this? This would have been on my list. <laughs> yeah, that that was a fun album. Yeah, loved it. Um, to to end out on a high note, I'm not I'm not really going to talk too much about this one. Um, because I might do a. It came out at the very end of July, so I might cheat a little bit. Right, that's, fine. Pick, that's fine. That's fine. I might pick it for August. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody is more surprised than me. Because this really caught me off guard, mm-hmm. but I fucking love the new Beyonce album. I... Like, I fucking love this album. Not um, listened to it yet. I do plan on giving it a listen because it has come highly <laughs> recommended. Um, yeah. uh, and again, I don't want to get too much into it. Sure, sure, it sure, sure, sure. Might make next month. There's, it's, I mean, it's a strong ass candidate. Um, but just in case it doesn't, get there mm-hmm. uh, i'll just say to me this is like this incredible dance music odyssey that is like paying tribute to like dance from the 70s and 80s and 90s mm-hmm. but mesh meshing it with the sounds of the now in just this very confident commanding way that's just sexy and classy like it's just so well done it- for like this high budget production that beyonce would bring you'd yeah. think they would overdo it mm-hmm. and at times the album does get there it's not flawless but what what is remarkable is how tasteful and respectful and awesome a lot of the the album is so it sounds yeah. like it's an album that comes from a genuine place of loving that kind of music whereas where mm-hmm. whereas you have a lot of artists right now that are jumping onto that bandwagon just because it's a very popular sound uh and the yes. sentiment that i've gotten about the new beyonce record is that like it really seems like this is like a a a, a project where it's just like her love of this style of music comes through and it's not just like hey this is gonna get a top 40 hit yeah yeah that's cool yeah cause, yeah because it plays more like a dj set yeah. i mean there's there's moments where you're like okay that that's an obvious single but the way it flows mm-hmm. is like you're you'd be going to the club and it was like a performance or a dj set it doesn't have like you said this almost well beyonce's always been a little manufactured in my view you know a little bit but this this doesn't have that you know um yeah it's great I'm surprised how much I love it. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we may be hearing about this again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one is on my to listen to list because it has come so highly recommended for people that I know that don't even listen to that type of music typically. So, mm-hmm. cool. 
so is that sort of like the broad strokes of July then? That's it for me. Alrighty, looks like we're going to dive right into the main event. Talk about the albums which we chose ourselves, the ones that tickled your fancy the most, got you going. Taylor! Yo. Why don't you tell us, take us on a journey. What is the album that, 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 that really did it for you in July? So the album I chose is Human Capital by English punk rock band Bad Breeding. Mm. You can Google that name safely, folks. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bad Breeding is a band that I've been aware of for a couple of years now. I don't know exactly how long they've been around. I first found out about them in 2019 with an album called Exiled. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty good. Uh, this is definitely kind of it feels like sort of a throwback to kind of that 80s sort of street punk thing like you might get with Charge GBH or maybe something more into the 90s like Dystopia. Mm. So you're dealing with that sort of hard and aggressive uh, hardcore punk style. And of course, it's all very topical. Oh, yeah. that that's something oh, yeah. you're going to find also with uh, all three picks this month is uh, all three are very topical. Oh, yeah. Everybody's it's punk rock. It's punk rock. It all has something it wants to say to us <laughs> and it's saying it loudly. Yes. This album does it in a way that is just very aggressive and in my face. And I am like, I'm yeah. shrinking back as it gets closer and closer. And I'm just like, you can, I can smell, <laughs> I can smell what you had for dinner, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a 40 of old English. <laughs> And the questionable tacos that the gig sells. Yep. Yep. That is, that's the vibe you get. Like, that's such a good descriptor for the way this album feels, really. Yeah, it's like the best, it's the best version of a local crust punk show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, crust punk was definitely where my brain was at while listening to this. It was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's something you don't... Punk rock, of course, kind of splits sort of into two separate branches at a certain point. Yeah. And this is sort of that more aggressive, more diligently underground sort of example, whereas the other branch, well, we'll I'll let you guys talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> because the, our, three, our three albums are sort of on a punk rock spectrum. Yeah, here. like they all kind of like... Yeah, yeah. They, they they all kind of come together from, or they and and they're all splintered from the basic idea of punk music, and they all just kind of went a different way, but still pull in that same kind of spirit. Yeah, but yeah, this is but this is your this is your very orthodox, very enjoyable, and very. What I love about all of the albums we listened to this month is they all sound dirty. Yeah, they're all just <laughs> gritty as shit. Like, it's just surprising. I did not expect, like, an episode of the show to ever feel just so fucking contrived. It almost sounds like we planned this, but no, it was just like, these no. are the things that hit. Um, yeah, like, all three of these albums are just gloriously dirty and loud and in your face and in varying ways. 
Yeah, they all have they all have different types of attitudes and swaggers to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, I would say, of our three, bad breeding kind of falls into the most. It's simultaneously the most conventional, but probably the most sort of traditionally aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Although there's, you know, there's stuff to come that kind of all plays with the formula a little mm-hmm. bit. So we're starting you, we're starting you off nice and safe. Is it safe? Like is any of is any of this safe? <laughs> I think all of the all of the picks this time are just like if if you don't listen to this kind of music, it might be a little bit of a ride for you. Um, yeah. Like and, and I think this, this is, is this is definitely kind of like I guess it is more straightforward than any of the other two. Um like <laughs> It's it's what's on the tin, whereas I think the other two kind of go um, uh, uh, off the beaten path in some really fun and interesting ways. Yeah, this is this is three chords, four piece with grunty yep. vocals. Yeah, yes. yeah, yep. <laughs> Goes down real smooth. Yeah. Uh, so what y'all? think about it that you haven't said already god just like it's brilliantly aggressive i I, it's the most it's the most aggressive thing that i listened to while playing power wash simulator (laughs) 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 so i am having this moment of zen where i'm hosing down a fire you know hosing down a fire department but like this is my soundtrack to that (laughs) This mean bass line is like kicking oh, in. God, like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can't tell you how many term papers I wrote listening to Sun. So. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's very meditative and it also helps completely drown out any imaginable background noise. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I just liked everything about this from just like the aesthetic to the sound, like the way that this is produced. It's just grimy and gritty in the ways that you want it to be topical in all the ways that like, hey, that's the kind of music that I'm here to listen to. Uh, loud, aggressive, like there. I can't really find much fault in it. Like, I don't think that they're like. I was thinking, like, is there a track that I don't really like? Not really. It's just I think I just kind of like this. Like, it's it's almost comfort food in a way. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you, PH? I, I, I think, like, in some ways, because this is definitely, I feel we we've talked about it being a little somewhat more traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like I don't I, I have a hard time coming up with a lot to say about it just because I have kind of a you know, I always feel like I have a little bit of a shallow knowledge of of the punk genre mm-hmm. and, and its origins. Um, y'all nailed the atmosphere talking about the uh, crust punk and yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I was just like, it, to me, it makes me feel like I'm in a compact underground dive bar mm-hmm. and we're just we're body to body and we're thrashing all around. Yeah, it, it um, reminds me of the Motor City Cafe on Paradise and Flamingo. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great, that's a local poll. <laughs> um, I and I and I find like the use of thrash on this is like very effective. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a big part of its uh, the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I I realize this might just be a genre thing. Um, I I there it's not like there anything was bad about it, but it it seemed a little less defined in the second half of the of the album 
Um, but I was like, well, maybe there's artistic intent here because again, we got, we got topical, um, themes going on and, uh, you know, uh, from what I had to, here's another thing is like, I had to kind of look up lyrics for this because, oh yeah, yeah, because, and again, this might be a genre thing, but the vocals are, the vocals are so buried or, and kind of grunty and like, you know, and so I was like, what's going on? Um, and then, so when you look up the lyrics, you're like, Oh, this is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know, it seems to be kind of a take on, um, you know, messages of like how, I guess how like individualism can be exploited for capital gain. Um, and the thrash in a way and all the noise that's going on, it's almost like this symbolic kind of foil to it. So I think, I mean, that's what I took away from it. I don't know if that was intended or not, but that's, you know, that's how I looked at it and thought it was very powerful. Again, I wish some vocal parts were a little more upfront, but that just, yeah, I, I think that would, um, that would probably be like the thing for me is that like I, I am a big fan of vocals, so I, I am always mm. the person that's going to want to pull those vocals in a little more. But I understand, mm. I understand what they're doing here is I get. Yeah, intended. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll say I definitely have my ears more goes more towards the more like post punky. Yeah. Songs. Mm hmm. Uh, with, I guess my favorites being Joyride. Uh, the title track is awesome. Oh it kind God, of, yeah! It, it's it does the kind of post punk hard harder edge post punky yeah. thing. Then it goes gets all like very just cathartic and thrashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, nostalgic trip is also a good one, and I think the closer rebuilding yep. goes down really well as 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 well. Just a really good closer. So. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed this one. Uh, Listen to it a lot. Very good music to work out to. <laughs> uh, the song I'm picking is Joyride. Yeah! Hell yeah! And it's hitting your ears now.
Psychic Geist, why don't you tell us about your record? Are we unless ready? Somebody else had it, unless somebody <laughs> else had a different order in mind. <laughs> You're at, like, there's no order ever planned. It's just whoever you want to throw it to, baby. Don't you even worry. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't talk about these before we do them. Nah, people. That just... should be readily apparent after five. <laughs> Fuck, actually, me and Paul have been doing this for almost seven years. Oh Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> it was 2015 was the first album of yeah. the year cast. Oh god. <laughs> so my album pick for July is from a band called Chat Pile. Mm-hmm. And the name of the album is God's Country. Uh the first time I heard this album, it was really early in the morning. And I was like, this is my pick for July. Oh, like, wow. just, I, I, I instantly knew um, I, I there was there was a little bit of a time there when I also like might have picked Polly. Polly wasn't sure what she was going to. Yeah, with we all. were and, like I was between Black Midi and my choice and my choice was kind of I was leaning heavily toward it. But. PH was also like, well, I kind of like that one a whole lot too, though. <laughs> or are we going to have to wrestle? Um, going to have to knife fight for it. But there was a lot of a lot of good albums for July, and uh, when Polly did decide to finally go with her pick, I was like, well, it's it's Chet Pie. like this, yeah, from the from the get go, and. Um, usually I'm very cautious when it comes to albums that leave such a good first impression on me, mm-hmm. because that can also mean I get sick of it by listen five. Um, but this has not happened at all. Um, I, uh, th- this album has just been exceptional to that. And it continues to stand very strong, mm. um, over the last couple of weeks I've been listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first heard of chat pile back in May. Uh, they released uh, the song, the single Slaughterhouse. And first time I heard that, I was like, well, this is genuinely unnerving and suffocating. Oh, God, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to have nightmares. Um, and that sold me on checking the album out uh, mm. for some strange-ass reason. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm going to check this band out. So Chat Pile has that has punky roots to them. Um, I'd say probably with a lot more of a sludge metal, hard rock sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Um, they they come from Oklahoma City, and see. I don't know if I mentioned this. This is actually their debut album. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those really fucking impressive ones too. Yeah. Um, just coming out the gate firing on all cylinders so last my last two album picks were jer and regina specter and those albums were kind of like beacons of hope mm-hmm. for the time for the times we're living in uh this album is not that at all oh boy nuh-uh. no not a it, lot of hope here no it it is a horror movie yeah. And it's not a fun horror movie like Carpenter Roots, Leather Terror. It's a horror movie that we're living. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I, I I'd say it's kind of like that kind of that yeah, living that's you got it right. It's it's what we're living has that sort of this is this is a little real, huh? Mm-hmm. And um it's using that kind of grounded horror to explore 
it's a lot of the awful shit that's going on in the world these days. Yep. Uh, we, we were, you know, we're talking about how all of our albums are linked, and mm-hmm. one of that is kind of, I, I guess, like the, the the damages in society that is uh, that can be caused by capitalism. Yep. So you have a, you have a lot of those themes, but this all this record also gets into the mindset of a child murderer. Yeah. Uh, and it also gets into the mindset of someone contemplating suicide, but then kind of discovering that suicide it w- was not this release. In yeah. fact, it's another it's another form of being imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wrist cutters, a love story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> secretly one of my favorite movies. Oh, OK. Learn more. <laughs> So suffice to say, from all what we're talking about, um, a lot of these songs are told through a perspective that is pretty fucking real. Yeah. So in other words, because of the heavy subject matter, this is not going to be for everyone. No. And um, it's also, I guess, I, I almost feel obligated to throw a disclaimer out there that if you aren't in the best kind of mindset right now. Don't. Don't go into this. Yeah. These are not comf- th- these songs are not comforting escapism. Yeah. Um, so you no, might this ask, is gritty catharsis type music. Yeah, you, you can't tune yeah. out this vocalist because he's very animated. He's very front and center. The things that the the things that this band is talking about are important, and they want you to know that. Yeah. Let's put it this way: Lingwig Noda has been plugging them on her social media. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Hell Absolutely yeah. fucking tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so someone might ask, "Is like this world is awful enough? Why would you want to explore more of that?" Um, and I'll say, "Well, it's also because this album has three fantastic fundamentals going on: great songwriting, great production, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about that vocalist. That vocalist <sighs> is thrilling. He's he makes you feel the terror that." he's trying to get across there are a number of tracks i listen to on this album and the way that he's just emo- like it is literally in performance you know yeah. like it's literally the element of performance that i don't find with a lot of vocalists where like mm-hmm. he's really throwing like true passion and emotion into the things that he's saying like he is a manic hardcore tinged like spoken word performer i guess i think that's how i put it yeah when, when we were talking about it um, mm-hmm. yeah the, the vocalist goes by the name of ray gun bush which i think is a pseudonym mm-hmm. um <laughs> and you don't say <laughs> <laughs> well i just gotta clarify it for anyone else you know um but like the uh yeah, definitely the vocal performance is what ties a lot of this together. Uh, to me, he's like he he's he can start out like he's like a slurring drunk, yep, <laughs> or or someone who's smoked too much weed and just kind of quietly brooding, and then bursts out explodes. Into, yeah, in a very raw emotion or rage. Um, but uh, you know the storytelling on these songs. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's harrowing, but I will also say it's actually pretty fucking smart Mm -hmm. and it's very tasteful. Um, because it knows when to cut away and hold back. Yeah. Like it's not wallowing. It's not wallowing. Right. 
<laughs> right. It kind of it, it will just it will let your imagination go where where you know it's supposed to land. I'm sure, but mm-hmm. it's like it's like you said, wallowing or really exploiting or getting into it. No, it's like so. We say the band is self aware. Yeah. Um, kind of in a way, I think we talked about Lingua Ignota. That to me is she's the same. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and there is there is traces of dark humor throughout mm-hmm. this album i mean your final track is called <laughs> grimace your final track is grimace underscore smoking underscore weed dot jpeg so <laughs> nine minute banger yeah. it's so good i fucking love yep. that track <laughs> <laughs> um the production on this album is entirely my shit Ooh. like these are the metally sludgy rock tones that i drool over yeah uh, and then you just add in that bass that gives these chugs and riffs, and it just hits like a truck. Yeah. Uh, and of course, complemented by great sounding drums, mm-hmm. just like right there. Um, Which is interesting because I've seen some live photos of these guys, and they appear to be playing a drum a machine, cheap electronic yep. kit. Listen to that oh, opening. Shit. Listen to the opening of Slaughterhouse. That's a, that's that's a okay. cheap drum machine. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. I believe that okay. they just use a drum machine. Wow. Okay. Wow. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it it all to sort of the industrial gr- griminess of it. Yeah. Yeah. If I yeah. if I could, I would describe this album almost like if Godflesh God, God was Flesh. fronted by yep. David Yao from yep. Jesus Lizard and yep. Scratch Acid. Yep. <laughs> God flesh is like the immediate touchstone, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. I need to, I need to um, research more into Jesus Lizard. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's a blind spot for me. Um, oh, so, <laughs> um, I, I like how this album is structured. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, th- I feel like the first three songs are a little more. Uh, the, the, are a little more vocal po- performance focused and yeah. like stereo to- stare- storytelling focused. Um, the the following four songs are um, are a little more straightforward rockers in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and then like the final segment, which is I don't care if you burn, Ooh. and uh, of course uh, Grim is smoking weed. That's like I've, the combination of I've, both. I've never had an album jump scare me before. <laughs> and then you get to a moment, and I don't care if I burn. Like where yeah. there's a good bit of quiet, I know what you mean. and then just mm-hmm. to scream out of nowhere, fucking scared the fucking shit out of me the first time. <laughs> and then like subsequent listens, I'd be like waiting and anticipating it, like okay, okay, because I wasn't quite sure of the count where it was at, and it was like okay, yeah. okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's so funny because that. That song is like the album's quietest track. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's just a drum beat, really. Yeah, yeah, just a drum beat with a. It almost sounds like something's burning, yeah. like in the background. Yeah. And you and the you know the you have the lead singers kind of speak singing like from I guess a perspective of a murder. I mean that's kind of what I get from it a yeah. little bit. And um, and it's so well placed because it just lets that album it lets the album sort of breathe and while yeah. also just 
getting you really creeped out and unnerved and then just launches into this incredible closer smoking weed yeah yeah (laughs) it's an amazing shirt by the way uh, i want that shirt i want it too (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah it's a big highlight of the record grimace smoking weed Mm -hmm. not jpeg and um it's uh it has a vibe i think that's that's similar to an earlier song called why um and it and it it, it, what because it reminds me of being around someone who's like really upset Mm -hmm. but i just i just don't pick up on it at first Mm -hmm. so i almost feel like they're joking yeah you you know like you're like oh you know you know it's this this is a joke but no it just keeps building and building until you realize oh there's something really troubling going on here yeah and i'm just paralyzed as this person is breaking down mm-hmm. um it's a hell of a song it's a great closer to the album uh i will say this though if, if there is actually one critique i have with the album is that it is that after repeated listens the dramatic tension of the second half of grimace is kind of wears off on me yeah yeah and, that's understandable and, yeah yeah and I, I and i and i think it, to me i'm like you know if it was just a minute shorter yeah uh but hey you know that's just me and i i don't think it's re- like whoever experiences it is going to be like holy fuck because yeah. it's it's something um so do y'all have any i know we've been kind of talking back and forth about it. y'all have anything else you want to add or uh, uh this shit's fire yeah like the, this is <laughs> this just, is really good this is one of those like you brought it up and i listened to it and the first time i was just like oh yeah it, it totally makes sense why it like the last day of the month he cho he just literally upended wanting to pick my pick and just going with that i, I totally understand why <laughs> uh if you like this kind of thing uh there's a seattle band called haunted horses i recommend you check out okay noted, noted. yeah Awesome. Well, if there's nothing else to say, uh, the song I'm going to go with is Why. Um, mm. It's 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 a highlight of the album, yeah. I find. It's maybe not necessarily my favorite song, but I think it's the one that really shows off what this band does well, uh, what you can expect from the album, mm-hmm. and and just how the vocals go for the throat. It it, oh. it it was like this is like when like listening to the album when I started like Slaughterhouse I was like okay yeah this is good I like this and then I got to why and it was just by the end of that I was just like oh I'm really uncomfortable and terrified I don't like thinking about that at all it feels fucking awful oh <laughs> yeah it's have a song. you ever had to live outside oh god <laughs> like I love like the way that it builds too because it starts it's like wait why do people have to live outside. Like, we got buildings with heat and nobody's in them. Why? And it just gets more and more fucking just, like, like, like exasperated as the song goes. And it's just like, it's this performance. It's just really riveting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, brace yourself. Here's why.
I don't know how you follow that one up. Oh man, yeah, really put it on. You put it, you, you, yeah, you had to go with, you had to go with pH second, huh? So I've got to be the one to follow that shit up. <laughs> great, great. Well, uh, my pick was actually brought to my attention by Psychic Heist. I'd literally never heard of this band prior to, oh, prior to uh, him suggesting it. And when I heard the name, because I had seen the name. The name of the band. When you look at the name of the band, you go, oh, okay, uh, you're probably just a meme, right? Like, haha, wacky and random. <laughs> you named your band that. Uh, my pick is Cave World by Viagra Boys. <laughs> um, and, yeah, this is sort of the, the, the weirder kind of offshoot of post-punk, I guess you would say, where... This is an album that's not like straightforwardly punk in terms of its musical stylings. It's more in sort of the attitude and the delivery, um, because like the very they, like they, like it's it's a rock album, but I struggle to just call it a punk record because it doesn't really ever full it's, on hit that. It um, reminds me a lot of what indie rock was doing in the early 2000s where it would they were they would use um dance yeah. and post punk like it's a combo of like that yeah. um, it doesn't not every song um goes under that i guess on this but it to me that's like the core that's how i kind of i guess I don't it's know it's kind of funny we were talking ahead. about interpol earlier <laughs> yeah <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess maybe, like, I would call this, like, 
like if you want if you want something you could compare it to like the hard a real hard comparison would be like maybe like grittier gorillas maybe I can see that. Like there are definitely some there are definitely some tracks on here that like I think you could absolutely kind of make that argument with. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a big a big if just Nick well, Cave from the birthday party was I, singing for LCD okay. Sound yeah. System. Yeah, yeah, I had I had that comparison. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, another big one for me was there's a lot of. Uh, in the early Modest Mouse albums, there's a every album has like a disco punk, yeah, like fever, uh, dream, um, like that's almost like having a panic attack. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's and, yeah, and it remind it reminded me a lot of uh, a lot of those songs uh, of like earlier Modest Mouse. Um, yeah, uh, like a collective sure. of those. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think that's actually a really, really good uh, way to kind of place, like, what this album sounds like musically. Um, again, this is another very topical album. Uh, it's very, more straightforward uh, so than maybe uh, the other two. Like, it's not veiling anything under any kind of metaphor. Like, it's just like, oh, like, here's the bad thing, and I'm just going to say the bad thing. Like, you get a song like, you know, Creepy Crawlers or something where it's just like, oh, okay, I... I they're putting creepy crawlies in the vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't human hair. That's animal hair, baby. You can touch it. <laughs> and again, like 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 our previous record, this album kind of comes down to uh, Sebastian Murphy's vocal performances. Um, this is an al and and like and how he's very good at getting this album scenes across. Like the lyrics are all like pretty on the nose observations and political commentary, but he delivers them through characters, essentially like every Mm -hmm. song, like when you hear, like when you hear the timber in his voice or the way he's singing it or the way that he's like enunciating and like, um, the way he words things like every song you can vividly like in your head, imagine the person he's describing or acting out. You know, like I said, like, go listen to Creepy Crawlers. Go listen to, like, Ain't No Thief or Big Boy. Like, (laughs) like, like, and, 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 like, especially the track that I'll be picking, uh, for, for, to share with you all. Like, you will, you, you either know that person or he's, he's acting out or you you can very easily see that person in your mind when you, uh, um, and this is like just the more absurd side of things, whereas the the previous two albums are very like like pretty self serious. I think um, this is an album that's also just very fucking funny. It is, yeah. But, like <laughs> I ain't no thief. It's just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like just that whole scenario that he paints there is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Yeah. I'm just like I'm just what was it the the um, <laughs> I had that lighter specifically made for me motherfucker <laughs> like the way he's so <laughs> indignant and just like, motherfucker <laughs> he's like a motherfucker <laughs> and it's so yeah like this album is just like and I would say this album probably falls into the more entertaining um, yeah like this album is a joy to listen to like you you can just like. It's like a almost a comedy act in a way, but the but the things that it's lampooning are 
very, you know, the things that we are really seeing. Again, like, you know, putting fucking microchips and vaccines and fucking... Mm. Like, like, I like the idea of Big Boy, where it's just a song about a, a dude that, you know, I grew up and I, I pay bills and I got a big TV. <laughs> like, that's the big thing. That's the perspective yeah. that song comes from. It's very silly. And, like, the way it's like, I'm a big, big boy! Big, big boy! <laughs> It just fucking kills me. I get a lot of Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of vibe out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That, get that's... your cigars and bourbon, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this guy's got such a fun Under range. singing like Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> He's got such a fun range of voices that he uses uh, throughout this album. That, like, for a while, I was like, is there, are there just, like, different singers? Or, oh, no, he's just... Yeah. He's just yeah. doing a lot of voices, and it's really fun and cool. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are y'all's thoughts on Cave World? This one took a bit of took a bit of time to grow on me. Oh, but yeah. I do like it quite a bit. Oh, no. First time, first time I listened to this, I thought I was going to go on another Regina Spectre rant. But oh, no, after it's a homework. couple more goes... <laughs> after a couple of more goes, I'm like, no, actually, this is pretty good, too. Mm. This... We we've got uh, two of our three picks have very unique singers. Yeah, and like I said, I I already compared it to. There's no real good comparison for what this sounds like. Birthday party Nick Cave singing for LCD Sound System is probably the closest <laughs> yeah, I can get. Like that's... But it's all guitars. It's no synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. there's some synth in it. There's a lot of synth in this album. There's, oh, yeah. there's a trumpeter in the in the band. The band's got a trumpeter, so that's in there. As you do, yeah. Like Rocket from like Rocket from the Crypt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or is it Rocket from the Tomb? I'm thinking of because those are two different yeah, bands. Are, yeah. What's your pH? Where are you at with Cave World? Uh, we were talking a little bit about this album before, and you know, I, I talked to Polly about it, and I said, you know, the first time I listened to it, I thought, is it really that good? <laughs> and then, like the second time I listened to it, I was like, no, it's even better. It's even better. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, I love this album so so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, for me, it's an album that that. I can. I don't know if they exactly they were influences, but it just it it reminds me a lot of my favorite bands, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've we've discussed that at length, you know. Yeah. There's there's Modest Mouse. Yeah. There's uh, Nick Cave mm-hmm. uh, influences here. I, I that uh, the song um, the cognitive trade off yeah. hypothesis to me that is like this dream team of like Nick Cave and Danny Elfman. Yeah. Like if they if they were to collaborate, that, like, yeah. That that is. <laughs> Totally. And that is also like also the most that's also it's also the most gorillas track on the album. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Mm. I fucking love it, that song. It's it's the Gorillas album I wish they could make. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you guys could make a good album sometime in the now now, but you won't. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. I, I um, saw a meme on Facebook about that. That's neither here nor there. Okay, um, so yeah, this this album to me is it's just filled with influences uh, from you know my favorite artists, mm-hmm. and it also happens to feature just one of the strongest track lists of any album I've listened to this year. Yeah, uh, to me, it just flows together seamlessly. 
um even though it will take different even though it can go different colors right it just it's just all works it all fits yeah um um, I want to give an extra shout out to the pairing of the songs Troglodyte mm. and Punk Rock Loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these are, as this is probably the best pairing I've heard on an album this year so far anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those songs are like gunning for my song of the year. Like I, I just, I, I love, I love them so much for, and they're for different reasons. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was trying to seduce my wife to punk rock loser today. Oh, I, damn. I can't believe it didn't work. <laughs> um, also, I just want to point out a weird coincidence about this album. Uh-huh. When I first when I first listened to it, it was at the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, at the the final song. Oh, what's the final song? What's that final Return song? Return to Monkey. Uh, Return to Monkey. There's uh, like this outro where there's a spoken word and they talk about a, a murder in japan and yeah. as i heard that i looked on the tv and oh, that's when the, the japanese prime Shinzo minister Abe got killed yeah. oh yeah fuck. And, I was, and i was like the hair stood up on my, i was like what the fuck is happening oh <laughs> shit this album did come out that day fucking shit <laughs> oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah, it, no, that's it, it not gonna help out. Japan's. Cl- that's not gonna help Japan's declining birth rate. Is it? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, this this album so, is just a good fucking time. It's a great fucking album. Um, if I have any criticism, mm-hmm. and it's really petty and personal, mm-hmm. simply that I just I don't love the opening track as much as I love the rest of the songs. I think. But it's I, probably the weakest track I, on the album. Yeah, weirdly enough. But I still, I still I like it. it still, I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's not dismissing it. No. Um, I think it's yeah, just I too just, long. I think that's the only problem with Baby Criminal yeah. is that like it probably needed to be a minute shorter. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. But overall, yeah, I, I highly, highly love it. Love it. Like yeah, this is. Great. They are now like the band that I am most excited to go back and discover fully. Like, yeah. I'm happy that that means I've got, like, two full albums and a few EPs that I can go back to now. Like, and just, like, because mm-hmm. I've just been, you know, I, I like to marinate in an album for a while. Like, I don't devour entire discographies just very quickly a lot of the time. I like to kind of, like, digest an album, especially, like, in an album that, like, that hit this strongly. Um, so now that I, like, I'm going to get to go back now and, like, there's more of this to discover. That's awesome. I'm almost mm-hmm. glad that I only heard of them this year. Uh, but yeah, fantastic album, Cave World by Viagra Boys. And I'm going with uh, the track that's been a big favorite uh, in this chat because uh, uh, we are all very loose. Uh, I'm going with, <laughs> yes, I'm going with <laughs> Punk Rock Loser because it just, look, just let let the lyrics take you away your imagination is going to paint the picture perfectly (laughs) the performance is so good just this song's (laughs) fucking undeniable and it's loose I want you then, that baby, I don't seem insane, but I fucking 
2022 we hope you had a nice punk rock type of month you're not a punk rock loser to us though we'll we'll be the punk rock losers for you since apparently that's all we know how to pick um, <laughs> but i'll take it lots of good shit this month though and there's obviously going to be lots of good shit when we join you again for august so of course be sure to tune into that but in the meantime taylor internet folks where can they find you 
I am rebuilding my web presence. So if you already have me on Twitter, that's good enough. Alrighty. And PH, I assume. Hey, that ain't, ain't nothing changed. You're still you're you're still over here clown dripping on on the old uh, Discord. Uh, yep, clown dripping, low hanging fruit on the Discord. <laughs> and I'm at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I do all of the dumb stuff I do. We will catch you once again next month but in the meantime you really need to get around to listening to more death grips 